All Things Are Possible, Part 35. Glory. And uh, we've been seeing from the Scripture, our base Scriptures, just to remind you again, Mark 9.23 and uh, Mark 10.27, with God all things are possible. And all things are possible to to him or her that believes. And Jesus, uh, over and over again, used the phrase, according to your faith, uh, be it done unto you. He didn't say, according to my faith, be it done unto you. He didn't even say, according to my grace, be it done unto you. He said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. The problem's not his giftings or his grace. That's abundant. That's been given. It's available. The problem is hooking our faith into that, and that's what we've been studying, how to hook our faith into it. But we found out that Jesus said, and he made it a central issue, that we must not doubt in the heart in order to believe. And uh, we have to eradicate the doubt uh, from the heart. Now, that's Mark chapter 11, verse 23, where he said, uh, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which you say will come to pass, and they'll come to pass. But before you ever get to the believing part, he made it plain that we must not doubt in the heart. And uh, we've looked at a lot of different things. I'm not going to go back and repeat them. Uh, In these studies uh, that are inside of doubt, and the last that we've been looking at uh, so far, I mean the last ones so far that we've been looking at, have been fear, anxiety, and worry. And we've been looking at it, And saw yesterday, and let's go back to it, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, now this is Jesus talking, do not worry about your life. And he repeats that phrase three times between verse 25 and verse 34. He repeats it in verse 25, he repeats it in verse 31, I believe it is. Yeah, do not worry, and then verse 34, do not worry. Well, that's a commandment, and you've got to receive it as a commandment. Uh, And believe it and act on it. Because if he said, don't worry, then bless God, uh, we don't have any business worrying. But not only that, we have the ability in Christ not to worry. We have the ability in God not to worry. Now, not in yourself alone, but in him. And thank God we are in him. We are in Christ Jesus. Uh, We've been born again. And we have that uh, power on the inside of us. Amen. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be like the world. The world really can't help it much. Uh, They basically, uh, maybe a little bit here and there, they can decide, well, I'm not going to worry and this and that. But they don't have the power and the anointing that we've got. Uh, They're limited in what they can do. And and, and willpower alone is not enough to live worry-free. You have to do it by... Uh, kingdom principles. And here Jesus teaches them. And he says uh, that we're not to worry about clothing and we're not to worry about our lives and um, we're not to worry about tomorrow. He mentions all these things here. And he says we're to seek first the, 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 the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us. Uh, we should not be in worry. Now, Matthew 6.25, when he said, Do not, what, uh, excuse me, therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life. This is the New King James Version. But uh, in the King James Version, uh, that Greek phrase, uh, which is me merimnate, uh, 
uh, is translated as, in the King James Version, take no thought. Now, another, others translate it, like, like here, be not worried, and some translated be not anxious or don't be anxious. Uh, in the dictionary definition of worry, it tells us that worry is to afflict with mental distress or agitation, to make anxious, to strangle, to choke. Now, this is interesting. To harass, to plague, and to pester. But I wanted you to see that mental distress business because uh, that's where it first attacks. It attacks the mind. Uh, and, and I really like that from the King James where he says, don't take, take no thought. And he's talking about taking the wrong kind of thoughts. Well, we don't need to be taking the wrong kind of thoughts. Uh, but that's where the devil uh, attacks. He attacks your mind with evil thoughts and evil imagery uh, of something evil happening. And that's precisely what is meant by mental distress or agitation when it talks about worry, this definition of worry, uh, which uh, I got that from uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And the evil thoughts or images fall on the mind. And Satan, what he's looking for is for agreement uh, from your mouth and your actions so he can bring it to pass. Now, that's all he's looking for. Now, do you remember Jesus said this? Some people uh, don't understand this is a, a really clear principle in, in Scripture. It's not difficult to find. I mean, <laughs> you have two places where Jesus mentioned it, and it's really taught all over the Bible in one way or another, but uh, Jesus specifically addresses it uh, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse um, 19. He said, uh, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Now look up this word bind, and you'll see that you can translate it like this. Whatever you permit, uh, you do not permit, excuse me, on earth will not be permitted in heaven. Another way to say that is, whatever you don't allow on earth will not be allowed in heaven. And then he said, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And uh, look up that word loose, and it can be translated whatever you uh, uh, allow or whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And actually, some translations have picked up on this, and they've used the word allow or permit. But um, you really got to look at it in the Greek because it's very rare in translation that you, you actually find it. But I wanted you to see that. Because uh, when the King James Bible translates this phrase, take no thought, or don't take the wrong thought, it's talking about a decision that you make. Jesus, uh, in the, uh, others translated, like the New King, King James Bible, like we've seen, do not worry, which means that uh, there's a choice here. And this is what I'm pointing out. There is a choice that you have when thoughts of worry come at your mind. You have a choice to agree or disagree with it. Now, what the devil's after, he's looking for agreement uh, from you. And if you dwell on those thoughts, you're finally going to say them with your mouth and, or act on them. And once you do, boy, that's when the trouble starts because he can bring to pass all kinds of havoc. 
Well, here in this study, I'm going to start looking at how to stop that. How to put a stop uh, to that um, image or that thought that's attacked your mind. Now, I'm going to mention this scripture and then we'll come back tomorrow with some more teaching on it. But Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 31 says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. But now that verse says more than that. Let me read it to you. Uh, I'm looking it up. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Uh, there's actually a lot of scriptures in the book of Proverbs that talk about the tongue. And people need to understand that. I, I mean, I know people that, that should understand this because they've heard this teaching for years. And dear Lord, when they open their mouth, you hear some unbelief and wrong words and all of this stuff. And then you have others that say, well, I'm not getting into bondage with that. This is not bondage. This is freedom. If you'll line your words up with God's words, all it's going to produce is freedom. The problem is speaking the wrong words. Now, this is why Solomon said here, by the Spirit of God, he said in verse 21, <clears throat> excuse me, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Well, what you love is what you've agreed with, what you've accepted, what you've received, what you've, um, uh, in this sense, you know, it's it, the love he's talking about here is more than like. It means that you've fallen in love with one thing or another, and you've said it with your mouth. Well, um, the process works like this. Let me, let me just explain to you how the process works. Uh, Satan brings the evil thoughts and imaginations uh, to the mind. And then you start thinking about them. And you start meditating on it. And, you know, that word meditate means musing over it or talking about it to yourself or muttering it. I'm talking about the, the, the worry thoughts. And then if left unchecked, eventually those worry thoughts find their way into the heart. Now, it all depends on how quickly somebody receives or embraces or agrees or assimilates them. But eventually, if you don't do something about it, it'll wind up in your spirit. And uh, uh, then you come into agreement with it. And finally, you allow it free access to come out of your mouth. And you begin to say it and act on it. And I'm telling you, when that happens, it chokes the word and causes faithful, uh, faithlessness and no results. No, not faithful, faithlessness and no results. But now if you look at the opposite of this and you apply, apply them to God's word and God's promises, I've just laid out to you the process for receiving. Here it is. Number one. You got to get your mind and your thoughts and your imagination on the word by feeding on God's word. Amen. And that means through all the available gates, ear gate <laughs> and eye gate. Amen. And then you begin to meditate on it. Number two. Amen. Meditate on it day and night as God told Joshua. Uh, Joshua chapter one and verse eight. And then number uh, three, you receive it, or you embrace it, you assimilate it, and agree with it. That's number four. You come into agreement with it, and then you let it freely come out of your mouth. And then number five, it makes the word come alive in you. 
and causes your faith to become strong and you produce fruits or you get results. Now, glory to God, that's what we're all after. Results. Now, I don't know about you, but that's the name of the game. If it doesn't produce results, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> it's got to produce results or, or I don't want it. Amen. And the things of God do work and do produce results. But as we've seen, there are certain things, certain aspects that we need to learn uh, and, and put them into practice uh, for us to get the results that the Word tells us that we can have. Amen. We'll come back tomorrow with uh, some more teaching from God's Word.